All right, ladies and gentlemen, greetings, listeners, and fellow podcasters. Here we are again on this Tuesday, the 8th of June, 2021. On today's podcast journey, we are mixing leadership, positive life, and motivation for the trifecta of topics. On the docket today, we have the following topics, life experience that came in from listener Ms. Amy Gimiglano, self-discipline from Mr. Jeff Booth, and navigating through mental fog from Mr. Jonathan Hudson. Thanks, guys, for such a great variety of today's episode. These three will certainly give us lots to discuss. Grab a drink, sit back and relax, or if I'm keeping you company during your commute to or from work, you know what time it is. That's right, baby. It's time to Charlie Mike. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right to it. So first topic on the docket today is life experience. A great topic that Amy brought us today. I used to work alongside Amy in uh, the transportation industry here in Spokane, Washington. Miss you guys so much and hope you are doing very, very well, especially after this pandemic. Um, You know, it kind of tore everything apart across the United States. Amy brings us this topic due to the fact that the majority of people view life experiences with negative connotation. Why is that? Are we afraid to change? Are we afraid of stepping outside our comfort zone? The answer to all of that is yes. The subject of life experiences is so vast that we could literally talk for hours, days even, on the myriad of types of life experiences that there are. I've got two big ones here that will give you kind of a roadmap on how to deal with um, these type of experiences that can be uh, detrimental to one's life. And detrimental can be anything, relationships, work, Hobbies, you name it, um, life experiences are, are exactly that. They shape us, they mold us, and they teach us lessons. All right, one, starting over. My gosh, has anybody ever started over in life before? And I mean starting over at anything. A lot of people consider starting over a bad thing. Um, it can be if you let it. Starting over can be in just a crazy bad thing if you let it be whether it be in relationships your career a hobby or project sometimes you just need to hit that reset button what does that reset button look like it comes with a fair amount of pain disappointment remorse shame guilt and emotions strong enough to break glass all right i tell you what I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to have a pity party for yourself and then, and then you need to put your big person pants on, brush that shit off and move forward. Just move forward, folks. I don't do playing the victim or the woe is me bit. We're all adults here and mama ain't going to come and save you. Now you ain't a kid no more. Starting over can be a blessing in disguise. It can get you out of a bad relationship, a toxic job, or rekindle a hobby that you let atrophy for so many years. Take those lessons learned. Note what worked and what didn't. And make a, and make a new plan to make positive strides in your life. Will it be easy? No. If you tell yourself it's going to be, you're only fooling yourself. It's not going to be easy. Starting over never is, regardless of what stage you're at in your life. You know, it's going to be worth it. Worth it in the end. It can be scary and exhilarating all in one. Embrace the suck. Embrace the triumphs and watch your life take a turn for the better. Your worst enemy 
It's that person staring right back at you. It's you. Not your mom, not your boyfriend, not your husband, not your wife, not your stupid little dog running around yipping at your yipping at your ankle. It's you. You are your own worst enemy. You got to be able to, at some point, to kick your own ass and see the finish line. You got to be able to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, if you want more coaching on a one-on-one level, just contact me. Uh, my contact info is going to be given at the end of this podcast. Starting over is a monumental Herculean task. It is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. It costs effort. It costs time. It costs finances. But guess what? If you make a solid plan, you are going to be better in the end for it. You're going to triumph. You're going to do great things. And guess what? You're going to look back on your life and you're going to look back on those challenges and, and, and really wonder, like, why was I worried about that? Why, why did I think that was such a failure? You got to do it. Starting over is not a bad thing. Starting over is actually, you know, it can, um, it can make new def- definitions for yourself in your life. And that's what starting over. That's what I want you to 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 view as the new definition of starting over. It's positive. It's great. It can do many many things for you. All right. The second one uh, that we have here in, in the uh, topic of life experiences is conquering a fear. Man, I tell you what, I'm scared of so many things. Um, you know, I I cast myself as this this big strong individual. Um, you know, I'm very confident, very poised, but I will tell you what, I'm scared, ladies and gentlemen, just about, you know, simple things in life. Bees. I have a fear of bees. You know, they're necessary to pollinate and do great things for our, for our world out in the, um, out in the environment, but I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified of bees. What is your fear? Do you know why it scares you? How do you get over that fear? Identifying what scares you or what your fears are in life can be a monumental task. Much like a goal, you have to treat your certain fear with the same energy and ingenuity that you do with the goal. All right? Figure out what's scaring you. Why is it scaring you? And most important, what in the world are you going to do about it? Don't just sit there and bellyache and moan about it. What are you going to do to conquer it? What are you going to do to get to get past it? You know, climb to the top of a building because you're 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 uh, you know afraid of heights. Hold a tarantula because you're scared of spiders. Sit in the dark for an hour alone because you're petrified of when the sun goes down. You know, watch QVC and not buy anything. I'm being silly, of course, but there are some people out there that has that have some crazy addictions. Whatever that fear is, there is a way to overcome it. Sometimes it's as easy as facing it head on, you know, other times from a subtle standpoint, it may be more of a, uh, of a, a a little bit more complex and you'll have to seek counseling, reach out to your family and friends for support, or simply meditate on the matter. Close your eyes, clear your mind and figure out what does my roadmap look like? What is my end state going to be? And my point to all that is, it's situational dependent and no one plan or template will be the same. Again, you guys are more than free to contact me for some one-on-one coaching. I would love to collaborate and I would love to, to coach you through um, these instances, whether it be resetting your life and starting over or conquering that fear. 
I, I consider myself an expert at that. Okay. All right, guys, moving on. Uh, self-discipline. This particular article and definition is brought to you by the guys at consulting.com. Super cool uh, consulting firm, leadership. You can hire them. Um, you know, again, this is not a plug for them. The, the, these are just articles and websites that I find in the research of these topics. Um, I, I found this very interesting. So the definition of self-discipline, it's the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to control one's feelings and overcome your weaknesses. It's the ability to pursue what one's think what one thinks is the is right despite temptations to abandon it despite temptations to abandon it how often do we want to quit how often do we want to lay in bed and just say you know what screw it screw the day i'm just going to sleep all day all right why do you want to be disciplined i can tell you this here's what discipline is not Before you begin on your journey towards building self-discipline, it's important to understand what discipline isn't. It's not about becoming a superhuman productivity machine who never fails. You're going to fail. You're going to fail not once. You're going to fail two times. You might even fail three times. That's okay. It's not beating yourself up because you didn't achieve more than you did yesterday. It's not expecting that you'll never be tempted to sleep in, eat cupcakes, or scroll through Facebook. Come on, guys. Let's go ahead and break that one down. Tempted to sleep in? Guys, I probably get maybe five hours of solid sleep a day. Do you know how much I would love to sleep in? I sometimes do. I'm not going to lie. You know, I I sit there and and get a little little, uh, extra hour or two of rack time. You know, but but we're adults. We got to get up and we got to make it happen, right? Eat cupcakes. Man, I'm a foodie. I love me some cupcakes. I love me some sweets. I love me some food. I love snack time at night. Uh, snacks are the work of the devil. You know, you're going to be tempted. Uh, t- uh, tempted, sorry. Or scroll through Facebook. Facebook and social media in general can be the work of the devil. We all know that. We all want to know what's going on in Tim's life or Bob's life or Jenny's life. You know, we all want to. We all want to check that stuff out. Um, but you, you know, you you got to you got to take it with a grain of salt. You got to moderate that stuff. It's not rigid and flex and inflexible. It doesn't mean holding yourself to an impossible standard. That's why we fail, ladies and gentlemen. We sit there and we hold the bar so very high that we can't see the ground anymore. And that's tough. Small steps, baby steps, small bites of the cheeseburger. We all got to start small somewhere. You set small positive goals that you can achieve every single day to see those results, okay? Self-discipline shouldn't require Herculean effort, and if it does, it's probably not sustainable. It simply requires a normal amount of effort managed effectively. Whoa, managed effectively. Remember that your human brain has evolved to be as lazy as possible in order to conserve energy. Did you hear me? Your human brain has evolved to be as lazy as possible in order to conserve energy. We're human, guys. We make mistakes. We want to rest. We want to sit back on that recliner. We want to watch 
the 236 episodes of Friends that they're out that that are out there right now on HBO Max. Smart self-discipline is not about trying to fight that. It's about understanding and making small, persistent changes anyway. Small, persistent changes anyway. All right, here are some tips that that are um, probably going to help you at being more self-disciplined. These are just, again, high points. These are the things that I think are most important. Challenge your own excuses. Guys, I'm going to be blunt with you. Excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got one. You know, you can make an excuse for anything. You can make an excuse for not going to the gym in the morning, for not for not eating your veggies at at, uh, at dinner, for not taking your medication, for not taking your vitamins every single day. Delayed gratification, short term gratification for long term success. It does not work that way. Delayed gratification. Dig your heels in, dig them in, and stay the course removing ten temptation. Okay, for all you smokers out there, if you guys are, are legitimately try, like trying to smoke or trying to quit smoking, get get all the get all the tobacco products out of your house. You know, remove that stimulus, remove that temptation. What you don't do is just as important as what you do. I'm going to say that one more time. What you do is just as important as what you do. Because guess what? Those things that you don't do might be the metrics to push you over the edge and, and be consistent in your life. Consistent small habits win the race. Why do you think I use the term small bites of the cheeseburger? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Nutrition, sleep, and exercise are the key. You gotta eat, you gotta sleep, and you gotta exercise. Those three in, uh, in tandem with each other, Absolutely perfect recipe for success. You can't improve what you don't measure. Guys, if you're going to do something, if you're going to play the guitar, if you're going to work out, you got to measure. You got to measure. If you're playing a guitar and you have a, you have a demonic solo that you just can't get down, you have to know what you did yesterday in order to improve the very next day. If you're going to go to the gym and you want to increase your bench by 10 pounds, okay, Slow and steady runs the race, right? You gotta measure that stuff. You gotta write it down. You gotta you gotta um, look at trend lines over days, weeks, months. That's how you do it. Just do one push-up. Well, Santos, what does that mean? Just do one push-up. Because there was a time where I was training to uh, join the United States Army, and push-ups were the were the devil. They were, um, they were the devil of me, actually. And, uh, you know, anybody that's been in the service, the old school uh, Army physical fitness test, you had two minutes to do as many push-ups as you could. I sucked. When I started doing push-ups, I really sucked, and I sucked bad. But you know what? I did one push-up. One push-up turned into 10. 10 turned into 20. 20 eventually turned into my highest effort ever. I did 102 push-ups in two minutes. So don't tell me it can't be done. You need a supportive environment, whether it be family, friends, some kind of coach, somebody to confide in and, and, and kind of figure out, where am I at? You know, am I, am I, what am I doing this for? Hey, pump me up. I just need a little, I just need to vent. I need to vent my frustrations. I need to, I just didn't need to know if I'm doing the right thing. Budget your energy, not your time. 
budget your energy, not your time. Again, all goes back to sleep and nutrition. If you're not if you're not caring for yourself, you can put all that you can put all the time in the world into something. If you're not really caring for yourself, you're never going to move forward. When you catch yourself cheating, reassess. Why did you cheat on that goal? If you're if you're if your goal is not to have a certain amount of carbs in a week, why did you go and eat that big bag of Lay's potato chips? Ask yourself that. Be honest with yourself. Don't you know if you're looking for some kind of weak, um, childish response? You know if you if you if you want somebody to tell you what you want to hear, you you just quit now. Just go ahead and quit now, because self discipline is not for you. And, you know when you catch yourself cheating, reassess what happened again. Lessons learned. Write it down. Okay, this is my trigger. This is the time that the trigger happened. This is the way it made me feel. Let's not do that again. The last one, don't expect perfection. Guys, I will tell you what. If you're expecting perfection, even before you start to to be really self-disciplined or completing a goal, you're going to fail. No one is perfect. Can you walk on water? I know sure as hell I can't. So don't expect yourself to be perfect. It's okay to fumble. It's okay to have bad days because guess what? Those bad days, they're going to be few and far between of your good days. And I just want you to succeed, guys. All right. This last topic is navigating through mental fog. And this comes to us from our friends at the Kaizen Brain Center. Again, you can look those guys up on Google. Super interesting, super interesting article. Lifting the brain fog and restoring your life. Living with an unclear and foggy mind can be disheartening, but there are, in fact, a variety of methods to overcome these mental barriers. Identify the source of the stress, anxiety, or depression. For instance, a work-related task or specific life event is the cause of your brain fog. Identifying the problem is the first step to solving it. Seeking help for the specific issue at hand or creating a plan to deal with it can help decrease feelings of stress. It's simple, guys. It's the five W's, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. What's, What's tripping you up? Identify those stressors. Identify what's making you anxious, what's making you sweaty, what's making you just just petrified with fear. What's bringing you down? What's depressing you? You got to identify the problem in order for you to move on. Make sense? Yes, I think it does. Practice self-care. <laughs> I laugh at the top of topic of self-care because it sounds like, oh my God, I'm going to go to a spa. I'm going to go ahead and lay down and, you know, soak in some lavender oil and some Nag Champa, um, you know, incense. Self-care can be a number of things. Self-care can be going on a a long hike. It can be uh, an awesome workout. It can be a great jam session in 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 your room by yourself. Proper maintenance of the mind means taking regular breaks from any mentally tasking activity and finding peace elsewhere. My God, finding peace elsewhere, serenity. Go sit on the dock that's outlooking a beautiful lake. Take a walk in nature. Sit in your house with everything turned off and meditate. Guys, you know, that that, that break that I'm talking about, 
it can mean anything, anything that brings you peace. This can include in taking an, um, an appropriate length of rest, i.e. sleep, interacting with friends, you know, positive people, coaches, that thing, doing enjoyable hobbies. I play the guitar. I like to work out. I like to blog, meditating, receiving a massage. Wow. Didn't I just talk about that? Listening to tranquil music and, and seeking counseling. I'm not, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here. Um, I've been in and out of therapy probably for about 15 years of my life, uh, probably a little more. I'm just kind of spitballing here. And that's for a lot of things that I found out that I, I dealt with and I'm dealing with um, that I didn't know I had. Uh, I, I actually discovered a lot of that after my first deployment to Iraq uh, when I was in the Army. I came back in 2005 and um, you know, realized I needed some help. I needed some professional help. I needed, a, I needed someone to kind of sit me down, reset my brain, retrain myself, and kind of figure out what is making me tick and what is making me a ticking time bomb. There's a difference. What, what's your makeup and what sets you off? So uh, I got some help and I got some really great coping skills um, and it, it has served me well. It served me really well for uh, the vast majority of my life and, and I'm, I'm still at it. I'm still learning. I'm still coping. I'm still trying to be a better person. Um, it, it's, uh, it's sometimes you do it an hour at a time. You take life an hour at a time and then an hour at a time is a day at a time. And then pretty soon you kind of look back on your stressors and you, and, you, and you tell yourself, man, I made it. I really did. I, uh, I climbed that mountain and I, I emerged victorious on top. Reframe your source of anxiety. In some instances, we can practice brain hacks by restructuring the narrative or how we interpret feelings of anxiety and stress. These are feelings we cannot always avoid, as such in some cases we're able to use these as a source of motivation. That mind blown, right? Like the source of stress can actually be your source of motivation. For instance, being worried about a partner's well-being or a or family member's or a friend's well-being could be interpreted as your brain telling you how much you love them and thus this feeling can be turned into motivation to do everything you can to help them. Guys, you can do the very same thing with just anything in life. Take that source of stress and anxiety, turn it around, map it, and say, you know what? This is going to motivate me to be a better person. I refuse to let this cripple me. I refuse to let, the, let this thing bring me down. No. I'm in control of me. I'm in control of my feelings. I'm in control of, I'm basically in control of what I dictate to have control over me. Does that make sense? You're in control. I always say you, you, you have to be cognizant of what you're in, in control of. And guess what? Nine times out of 10, it's going to be you and what, what is right in front of you. It's, um, it's a very hard concept for us to uh, kind of grasp as human beings. And, you know, we want to be, some of us want to be control freaks and control every aspect of our life. It just doesn't work that way, guys. It really doesn't. You know, we have to, um, we have to take baby steps. And we have to figure out, okay, here's what I can control. 
you know, can I control the reactions and feelings of other people? No, you can't. Some think you can, but that's going to get you in trouble. That's uh, going to get you in big trouble, actually. The only, the only thing and the only person respectfully that you control is that person looking right back at you, and that's you. All right, guys. Um, you know, we ran a little longer today. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, the topics that were presented warranted a little, uh, a little bit more time in my opinion um i mean i'm always happy to chat with you guys one-on-one so that we can have a collaborative discussion on these topics and make a personal plan for you to tackle the variances and challenges of life it's not easy you know um you you got to take these things in stride and sometimes uh you know a podcast or even a book or something can only do so much um you you have to you have to talk to somebody you know, face-to-face, one-on-one, over the phone, whatever whatever it is, and um, get some, some real-life coaching. A big thanks again to Amy, Jeff, and Jonathan for bringing us these topics today. Guys, I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough for, for your collaboration. Uh, that's what it's all about. You know, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or leave me a message or text on my Google voice number at 509-255-3659. That number again, my Google voice number, 509-255-3659. I work for you, the listener, to bring you topics and solutions to some of most life's challenging topics. Just remember, folks, we're all in this together. Buckle up, prepare for impact, never give up, and when life tells you to quit, you tell yourself to Charlie Mike. Bye now.